my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM. This is Drive Time program, and you are li- listening to Big Q&A. This program is a program where we respond to some of your questions. If you have questions to send us, please don't hesitate that. We are going to talk about God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at the word religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host, uh, and uh, I would like to invite you to send us a message anytime on 04-888-8011. You can visit our website also on faithfm.com.au or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. And we'll be very happy to get in touch with you and I'd like to acknowledge actually right now uh, all our listeners particularly for just for the week before we have good group of people just uh, messaging us and asking some questions and in case if you haven't been followed up yet uh, it may happen for various reasons we'll do that um, in the very next uh, opportunity we'll, uh, we'll have. Now also I'd like to talk to you about the program today we are going to uh, to look in, in a bit more detail about the problem of uh, pain. What is the biggest objection that many have about God in the Bible? If God is a God of love, why do bad things happen? Why do innocent people suffer? Why do natural disasters occur and wipe out lives Why does a young mother get cancer and die? This week on Drive Time, we are going to unpack this topic of a loving God and the problem of pain. This is a very relevant question. We look at questions such as where did pain or evil come from? Is God responsible for this? What is he doing about it? But today, our specific question, how did a perfect creation get so ugly? Our co-host today is Joseph Matechik, and Joseph is uh, um, the South Australia coordinator uh, here in, uh, in the conference uh, office. And you, you, Joseph, you are uh, leading what departments? Um, yeah, look, I am the secretary for our, the Southern Adventist Church in South Australia, as well as um, uh, ministerial secretary, so a, a mentor to uh, to the pastoral ministry team. All right, which means pastors, they need also somebody to look after them. That's right, yes. Be mentored, you know. Yes. And you do a great job, Joseph, but not that, just that. You're coming with us on Drive Time every um, Monday, and we're enjoying, you know, what you have to share with uh, with us, you know, with our listeners, and really much appreciating your time. I know you have a very busy schedule, but you put aside some time for, particularly for this uh, uh, program, because we're dealing with Questions mm. like this one uh, today, Joseph, and, and no, it's good, Nick. I enjoyed joy coming on on air and um, enjoying with you. Is it was also um, uh, I, I like to speak and share, and um, whether it's on air or even um, uh, yeah, in live, like we um, had the opportunity on on Saturday at at, at, at the Faith Adventist Centre there in in Mawson Lakes, and um, yeah, I know there's some people there that that are that are regular listeners of of Faith FM. 
and, particularly, and particularly quite, of drive time. Correct. And um, as you just mentioned that I'm, I may not uh, um, miss this opportunity just to talk very briefly about that center in Mosson Lakes, uh, uh, particularly because we open up uh, to the community. And I know there are lots of people who are listening to Faith FM who have questions and they come to visit us. Mm. And uh, that's how they get to know a little bit more about uh, some of the questions which, which you cannot, um, you know, talk in detail in a, in a limited time, yes. you know, uh, on one hour program. But Joseph, uh, today I want to come back to this um, question we are going to, uh, to talk today. Um, how did a perfect creation get so ugly? Yeah. Now, thank you, Nick. Thank you for uh, introducing our topic for us. It's a this is a very important topic, um, and uh, as you as you indicated there, Nick, um, this is a question that um, a lot of people who struggle with God and the Bible uh, this this is one of the main reasons why they do object um, because they say, well, look, you know, if there really is a God, then these things uh, shouldn't be happening, and because they're happening, well, then they led to think, well. Either there is no God, or He is not worth uh, worth worshiping and, mm. and and or believing, you know. And so uh, today we're going to, I guess, start it, Nick. And uh, I know in you know uh, in, in the coming days, this week, um, this topic is going to be uh, looked at a little bit more. Um, but today we are in particular asking, how did a perfect creation get get so ugly? Mm. It is it is impossible for us to imagine a world without pain and suffering. It's, it's impossible for us to imagine a world without any violence. Uh, it's impossible for us to, um, to experience and know a world without a death. It's impossible for us to know a world without any viruses or, or natural disasters or wars. That's because it, it's been so long that life has been like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, we have to you go. You get used to, you know, after right. a while you get used to certain things and you are not looking back to the origins. And it was in the origins, in the very, very beginning, Nick, that uh, we read of a perfect paradise. Um, and I'm going to uh, take us to there uh, now um, by, by reading from right from the beginning uh, of the Bible, right there in Genesis chapter 1. And uh, and verse one, the opening words, and they they say this: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. the The account then goes on, and uh, in the next few verses here, it gives us a description of of God creating creating our world. Um, it says there, um, one of the first things that He did, um, Genesis chapter one. And verse 3, and God said, let there be light, mm. and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. He called God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And then we go on and read, and it says, and God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water f- from water. So God made the vault or the expanse and separated the water under the, the, the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called that vault or that expanse he called sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And so what we find here is, is 
gradually, uh, day by day, God uh, creating uh, creating things. First, day and night, light and darkness. Uh, then, um, uh, then he separates the water, the sky and the sea and the earth. Um, and um, and and what what I want to notice there, there is something that that gets emphasised here, Nick. Um, and it comes up here in the next couple of verses. And God said, "Let the water under the sky be gathered in one place, and let dry ground appear." And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters He called seas. Mm. And then it says this, and God saw that it was good. Uh, and then He goes on and says how God said, "Let the land produce vegetation and plants," and it was so. They happened. Um, and then we find um, at the end of verse twelve, and God saw that it was good. It says. Uh, then He goes on and describes um, the. The um, the light um, in the skies, which we know as the sun, the moon, and the and the stars, and uh, and and then um, it says, and God saw. This is at the end of verse eighteen. And God saw that it was good. Uh, then he goes on to, and that was day four, and then day five, uh, animals, cre- uh, creatures are, uh, are created, and um, and in verse twenty one. Uh, God created the great creatures, and uh, at the end of the verse it says, "And God saw that it was good." Do you mm-hmm. see what's getting repeated here? Yes, God saw that it was good. Uh, it keeps going. Uh, verse uh, um, at the end of verse twenty-five, um, it says, "And God saw saw that it was good." And then we come to uh, where in verse twenty-six, God says, "Let us make mankind in our image." Um, and in verse twenty-seven, God created mankind in His own image. Male and female, he created them, and um, and so as the crowning act of his creation, God creates humans, male and female. Yes, and uh, and then uh, when we come to uh, read on a little bit here, we find that um, we know that they're referred to as Adam and and as Eve, and so we we have this um, earth that God creates. And uh, and and then as the last thing that he creates is he creates humans and he places them here on earth. Uh, over in um, as we read on um, in um, in chapter two, we find in verse eight, God, the Lord God planted a garden in the east, in Eden. Yes, and there he put the man that he had formed. Um, and so. Uh, God creates, and, and it goes on and describes how we create created the woman, yes. taking a rib out of out of the man's side, and uh, and there we find that um, uh, man uh, says, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh; she shall be ca- called woman." And uh, and so we have the first humans, Adam and his wife Eve, and they're created and they're placed in a beautiful garden, Eden, um, and uh, it, it 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 was perfect. It says that it was good. It was good. It was good. And at the at the very end of creation week, um, and here's the thing, um, Genesis chapter one verse thirty one, we read this: God saw all that He had made, and it was very good. Right. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. And so but you reckon it was just after created Eve was very good. Well, <laughs> uh, some would, <laughs> some would, some males might 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 question that. But uh, let's not go go down there. Um, but the point here is that God created a perfect earth, and he he, he um, it was a a, a paradise, mm. a, a wonderful a wonderful place indeed. Yes, absolutely. And and Joseph, what happened? 
Well, just before we answer that, let's notice here something else that God does in Eden. Um, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. Let's read this. The Bible says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Mm, mm. Now, well, here's something that's uh, uh, a bit different, Nick. Um, here's something that sort of startles us perhaps a bit. Why did God do this? Why, why did God place uh, this, this tree? This, and, and this tree here, and then why did he forbid the humans, um, to, to touch it. Mm. Well, think about this. God creates humans, puts them in a perfect environment. Everything is perfect. Everything is great. If that's all how it was, then humans would never have been able to do anything wrong. Mm. Mm. If God didn't place this forbidden tree, they would uh, not be able to choose to do any other way. Freedom of choice. They, yeah. they, they would be like robots. Mm. In other words, God gave them the freedom of choice. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as you're getting it, Nick. Uh, someone's once said that um, this tree in, in the garden that's referred to here, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, was like a voting booth. Mm. Okay. A voting booth. That's a good way of looking at it. God placed this tree there so that humans could choose. Right. Why? Well, according to 1 John 4, 8, God is love. It says yeah. in 1 John 4, 8, the Bible tells us. Now, f- for love to be love, it has to grant you the right to say yes and no. Wow, yes. Um, that, that, that's what love that is. That makes so much sense, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, love, love, true love, essence of love. By nature, love is a, a response, a, a, a response of a, a free will response, Nick. And uh, we know that um, you cannot force love. Uh, we also know, uh, as any human parent would know with children, um, that um, yeah, ideal, you know, the greatest joy is when, when our children, um, and you know, I know as a parent myself, some of the, the, the most precious moments as a parent is when your child comes up and says that they love you, when, they, when you see that they have decided to, to respond uh, to, you, to, to you in love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because you know that they have chosen that. Um, love, by its very nature, uh, is, is is one that that, that gives that, that that opportunity, that freedom. Now, uh, inherent in here is the fact that, it, it, with love not being able to be forced, uh, 
That means that, yes, there are times when, when it'll be great and love is uh, chosen, a per- person responds in love mm-hmm. and accepts that love, but because of its nature, it also has the opportunity for that to be rejected. Yes, all right. Now, we're just getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, uh, but, but the point we want to see here, Nick, is that in the beginning, God created a, a wonderful world He places humans, creates them, and places them in this paradise, in this Garden of Eden. And uh, what he then does, though, is is there's this one tree. And he tells them they can eat from any tree, but just not to eat and touch this one. And so there's the opportunity for them to to be able to decide. Uh, They can um, choose not to touch it, and, and, and things will continue on perfectly. Or, as God indicates, they can if they choose to go the other way, there are going to be consequences. And He states it here: and "No, you touch it, you will die." So, is, is that is that making sense? Absolutely. And yeah. what also brings me to you know to understand a bit more, maybe the way we are today, understand life and death. For example, God said that word, death. You'll die yeah. in a perfect environment. And that, that wouldn't have understood what that meant, probably, you know, when they first heard it. Interesting yeah. enough. And that makes me think that um, because God is all-knowing mm. and God, you know, give them that hint, you know, mm. hey, um, don't go um, over the border, you know, because uh, you'll experience that. I, I don't know, as you just said. If they understood that or not, maybe God explained something to them, you know, uh, uh, in the garden there. But this was very interesting, God, to mention the consequence of um, uh, disobedience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess at least if nothing else, that they would have understood that it wasn't, it would not be a good thing. Mm. We we could we could at least um, uh, safely gather that from from this here. But yeah, so. In a sense, God didn't have to put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in there. He did not have to, but he chose to because he wanted humans to have the ability to be able to to choose, to choose to to love God, um, and 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 of course love uh, th- that freedom of choice. Sorry, uh, carries carries a risk with it. Now, Nick, let's let's get back to the account here in Genesis mm. uh, because what we want to see is now how did a perfect creation get ugly? Yep. So far, everything was perfect. We kept reading, God created this and it was good, it was good, it was good. Uh, He finished in six days, it was very good. Um, Perfect environment, uh, perfect paradise, peace, harmony, everything's great. Until we come to Genesis chapter 3. Right, right. And uh, now, reading here in Genesis chapter 3, Verse 1, now the serpent, the Bible says here, was more crafty or more cunning in some versions, it says, than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it. Or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Mm -hmm. 
When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Here we find something taking place, uh, Nick. Um, serpent speaking. Speaking to the woman, which we, we know, he, you know, uh, is Eve. Yeah, the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the great story from Eve. And now, um, a lot of people probably know, know this story, want to know about it, but, but this is, there's something that's very, very important here that we, that we need to, um, uh, need to notice. For a start, um, just, uh, just as an aside, um, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, and talk about, uh, Eve who ate the apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did, did I read anything about an apple? No, 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 interesting, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to say we sort of have these ideas, you know, uh, a bit like the three wise men, where nowhere does it actually say that there were three of them, you know, and so, and so on and so forth, or Jonah and the whale. It doesn't actually say it was a whale. Yeah. But, you know, here it wasn't an apple, it just says a fruit. Who knows what kind of fruit it was? That's, that's not the key point. Yes. The key point is that notice carefully what, what is going on here. The serpent, it says, more, more crafty, more cunning than all the wild animals the Lord God had made, and it's speaks to the woman. Wow. Joseph, I wonder if there are some um, people, even some of our listeners, who may, who may say, what is that serpent? No, Ve- you, you're talking about the serpent. What the serpent means? What is the serpent? Well, that's really good that you've asked that, Nick, because um, what we've read up until now, it, it's kind of a bit of a, you know, uh, what is this? That's right. Um, you know, there's a very important passage over in Revelation, uh, chapter 12, uh, which says this, and I'm going to read Revelation 12, uh, verses uh, 7 to 9. Mm. It says there, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and the angels with him. Mm, mm. There he tells us, Nick, uh, that the serpent is the devil or Satan. Uh, and uh, the serpent there in the Garden of Eden, it tells us that he was actually up in heaven. Right. Um, that's where he came from. Now, um, what was he doing up there? Well, we're not going to answer that today because um, I think coming up on Wednesday. Uh, l- l- yeah, l- we l- have l- some programs coming up. Yeah, yeah to c- talk c- coming up. We're, we're actually looking here on, on on Drive Time, Nick. On Drive Time on Faith FM, we're going. Th- there's one coming up very soon. Um, yep. The topic uh, because we'll deal with a particular question: Did God create Satan? That's the what, that, well, yeah. that's what I was getting at, Nick. So, right. Yeah. We'll deal with that yep. one. Uh, yep. um, actually, we'll deal with that one. Uh, uh, Wednesday, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's why I don't want us to go into it today. Other than let, let's just um, no, note what we've looked at here. Um, in the Garden of Eden, um, this serpent appears, begins to speak to Eve, and the Bible tells us Satan appears as, as a serpent. He's masquerading as, as a serpent. Mm. Um, but for now, notice that the devil here works by deception. He was all about... Uh, 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 tricking, tricking humans, uh, tricking them about uh, about who who God is, and um, 
Yeah, I, I want us to um to, to look at that in, uh, in a little bit more detail. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Joseph, I just want to take a short break right now, yeah. uh, play a song, and then uh, don't go anywhere. I would like to offer you something today, and uh, stay ready. Have a pen to write down a number which I will give you, and will give you an offer. But right now, I would like you to listen to a song, and we'll be back uh, shortly. Uh, the song is called A New Creation. We are talking about creation today and let's listen to this and we'll be back soon.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. We are looking to a very important question. How did a perfect creation get so ugly? I would like to give you the number uh, uh, to send us an SMS or any messages. And again, we thank you for all of you uh, who sent so many messages uh, last week. Uh, the number is 04-888-808-11. You can write a message to us right now and uh, we'll be able to answer back to you if it's possible ju- during this program. If it's a difficult question, you may throw to us. We may um, think a little bit longer and <laughs> come back to you. But uh, Joseph, I would like also to um, to ask you, there are some events uh, happening here in uh, in Adelaide. Uh, would you be able to just share with us about one of them? Yes, definitely, Nick. Look, um, there, there's one that's actually starting tonight, Nick, uh, uh, at 6.30, 6.30 p.m., Australian Central Daylight Time. So, um, so right after our program, you know, you have still time to make your way to Brighton, is it? It's yes. This is a um, uh, a, a series that's beginning uh, presentations and um, Bible Spotlight, six uh, thirty p.m. Monday evenings at the Brighton Seventh Day Adventist Church. And uh, Nick, the address is number ten Amelia Street. So that's. Uh, Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A, 10 Amelia Street, Hove. Uh, so anyone listening uh, in, the, in the Adelaide region, particularly in, the, in that part, yeah, go on down. It's, it, now, tonight is the opening night, mm-hmm. um, Bible Spotlight, and um, it's, uh, con- it'll continue Monday evening. So if for any ch- reason just, just tonight may not work out, whatever, don't, don't, don't despair. Um, go along uh, Monday evening, 6.30 p.m., um, and, and, and looking at very much the topics that we're covering here on Drive Time, um, is the Bible still reliable and relevant? Why is the world falling apart, for example? Mm. Uh, why does God allow pain and suffering? Well, there you go. Just just the very thing that we're, we're sort of touching on today. So, yeah, there we go. Bible Spotlight, 6.30 p.m., Monday evenings at the Brighton Seventh Adventist Church. The address, one more time, is it's number 10, Amelia Street, Hove. Beautiful. And while we are uh, still advertising, another program, Joseph, I'd like to bring to our uh, listeners, in, in, in the attention of our listeners, is uh, in Mosson Lakes area. We have uh, info session uh, this coming uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, forgive to leave. Many people may have issues and dealing with, uh, with uh, you know, I can't forgive this or, uh, you know, and having life uh, hard. We are going to start a program, Joseph, uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, but we'll have an info session uh, this coming Saturday at uh, in Mosson Lakes, number 12 to 24, Garden Terrace, Mosson Lakes. The venue is uh, Denison Center. If you like to... Uh, to hear a bit uh, more about this program and even uh, enroll you in this program, uh, it's all free. Mm. We have some material there uh, to provide. We, if you like some of the books and other things, uh, there will be little um, costs there, but the program, uh, it's free. Everyone can can attend. I'm very generous today, Joseph, and I'm, mm. uh, I, I would like to give also an offer to our listeners, and please uh, send us a message right now as you listen to us um, on Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A. Uh, you can um, send a message to 04 
8081 and I will give you this um, amazing DVD called Cosmic Conflict. Well, that's a that's a good DVD, Nick, and this is really good because you know we, we're going we're broadcasting uh, to a national audience, and so we've mentioned a few things happening in Adelaide. But uh, to all those people who are tuning in uh, around around the country, uh, if you can't get to these programs that we mentioned in Adelaide, uh, please please contact us and um, get yourself a copy of that of a great great DVD. Uh, tell us a bit more about the DVD. Yeah, yep. yeah. Look, uh, this uh, DVD, Joseph, it's um, particularly dealing with the uh, with the origin origin of sin. And you I you mentioned a bit earlier about the uh, you know that this started even in heaven. Yeah, yeah. We, we're talking about the serpent. Who's yeah. the, the serpent? I mean, did God create the devil? Yeah. Many people. People will ask that. Mm. In this DVD, you can learn a little bit more in detail about the origin yep. of uh, evil. And uh, don't hesitate yep. to send us an SMS on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and this DVD will come free or free of charge, no obligation, in your hands uh, as soon as possible. Mm. Joseph, uh, let's let's. Um, Come back to our uh, discussion today, and uh, you already uh, started to talk about the, you know, what the serpent is. Yeah, you know, the the devil and the conflict in uh, in heaven. Yep. Um, share us a little bit more uh, about this, uh, Joseph, in okay. the next so, couple of minutes. So, just before the break, Nick, we we came to the point where we saw that um, uh, God had created a, a perfect creation, paradise. Humans are in the midst there. And um, and but he placed a tree, and he told them not to not to touch it. Um, and the reason God uh, provided that is because he wanted humans to be, have the ability to be to be able to choose. And so what we found, we came across here in chapter three, and we we read here in Genesis. I'm saying chapter three, but I should say Genesis chapter three, um, that the the serpent, which we identify, the Bible identifies for us, is the the devil or Satan. Um, Appears here to to the woman to Eve, and and begins begins to to speak to her. Uh, notice here how he operates, Nick. F- the first thing that uh, the serpent says: Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Mm. Genesis three verse one. Uh, there there are three things here I want to highlight how, how the devil operates, and we've just seen the first one there. Uh, the first thing that, that Satan does is he's portraying God as being restrictive. Yes. Because he says, uh, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now compare that with what, what God actually did say. God said uh, uh, that they could, eat, they could eat from any tree but one. Satan, uh, here as a serpent, is saying, did God say that you cannot eat from any tree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you notice carefully here what's happening? Uh, he, he's actually uh, suggesting that God is being restrictive. Yes. You know, um, you cannot eat from any tree. God says you can eat freely from any tree. Do you, see, do, do, do you take yeah. the difference? Do you take the difference? God said to Adam and Eve, you may freely eat from any tree, just the one. The devil comes along and says, "Oh, did God say you cannot eat from any tree?" You know, there's there, there's there's it's, a, a it's very almost a, subtle insinuation. Yeah, yeah, but in doubt in in the mind of uh, these people. Well, right from the answer, did God really say? Yeah, there's a questioning doubt. That's right. Yeah, and and, and but but doubting uh, whether God is actually being uh, be, being being you know. Uh, 
uh, fair. So God uh, is being portrayed here as being restrictive. And you know what? Uh, still to this day, uh, Nick, a lot of people today kind of think be- being a, a believer in God um, is is kind of restrictive. You know, mm-hmm. it confines you, and you can't do can't do lots of things. That that and that's still you know uh, one of the the um, deceptions of, of the devil. Um, so that's the first thing that we find how he operates. The second thing that he's doing here, Satan is portraying God as being untrustworthy, a, a liar. Uh, because um, after he's made that first insinuation, did God really say you must not eat from any tree? Uh, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. Mm, mm. You must not touch it or you will die. And then, you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. Well, God did say, don't touch or you will die. You'll die. The serpent says, you will not die. So he's making God to be out to be a Liar. Yeah. Wow. Untrustworthy. The third thing. So first thing is saying, oh, God's restrictive. You can't eat from any tree. Um, the second thing is saying, well, yeah, God said, but you know, God didn't say. So you can't trust God. He's, he's a liar. The third, and this is, this is the key one. Satan describes God as being someone who is self-serving and who is holding something back from humans. Look at this in verse 5. He got, and Satan says, For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The crucial point to see here is that the devil was wanting to is conveying here is portraying so I should say is portraying God as being restrict as as being as someone who's holding something back from humans. Mm, mm. The crucial point is that the devil's main strategy was to misrepresent what God is like. You know, and that that reminds me actually, Nick, of a um, um, a, um, a statement. This is a great statement that's made that, that was written uh, a number of years ago. Listen, listen to these words. It says this, It is Satan's constant effort to misrepresent the character of God, the nature of sin, and the real issues in the great controversy. He, that is Satan, causes, um, causes people to cherish false concepts of God so that they regard God with fear and hate rather than love. The cruelty inherent in his own character is actually attributed to God. Did you get that? Yep. Uh, yep. Satan's constant effort is what? To misrepresent the character of God. That's exactly what we find him doing here. Now, let's go on. Let's see what happened when humans believed this lie about God. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, when the woman saw, we read here, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Mm. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid 
from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Let's just pause there. Uh, Nick, uh, this uh, we notice that, that suddenly the situation in in this perfect environment has changed. Yes, yes. Now, uh, we, we have a term for this, um, you know, in, in, in biblical and theological circles, we, we sort of call, refer to this as the fall. Yeah. Um, it's referring to humanity um, falling fr- from where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of very significant insights here, Nick. God comes. Uh, so in the cool of the day, it indicates that humans and God had face-to-face communion. Yes. Uh, but, but, but we notice as soon as they took of the fruit, they, they notice an immediate difference. Yes, they hide. Yeah. Wow. They cover up. They notice they're naked. Yes. And they, they get fig leaves to try to cover up. Now, yeah, first human reaction to when, when humans have done something. Um, and so we find here immediately things are happening. This is, as we said, this is described as as the fall, um, it, it, and and it's also known as as the first sin. Mm. This now, Nick, is is what we need to notice really carefully. This will give us an answer to our question of how did a perfect world become ugly? Well, what we're seeing here, Nick, is it wasn't God who's responsible for evil; it was a consequence. Of what we know as sin, yes, and sin is humans choosing to do their own thing. Now let's not miss this. Mm. Sin is essentially humans choosing not to obey God, but to do what they want to decide to do. And many people will say that I have the freedom to do what I want to do, and we have the freedom to do, but there are consequences. Exactly right. There are consequences. And, that, and we're seeing these consequences immediately as soon as they took the fruit. Now, uh, we'll look at them a little bit more in just a moment, but notice, um, uh, sin changed the nature of humanity. Yes. Sin is a choice that humans made based on a lie about God, and the result, the result is pain and suffering and uh, we'll look at that uh, we'll see see that uh, here as we as we read on yeah but notice the consequences of uh, th- that immediately happened here Adam and Eve uh, as you said um, uh, and you touched on this Adam and Eve begin to experience emotions that they never experienced before mm. um, they begin to experience emotions such as shame fear hiding um they hadn't experienced these before. Now, it was the devil who misrepresented the character of God and human choice to believe this lie that caused the fall. Um, and this led to consequences. Consequences such as such as the immediate ones that we see here of, of, of shame and fear and covering up and hiding. Uh, but, but look, um, the consequences are, the, uh, uh, are numerous, Nick. Number one, the, the vertical relationship between God and humans is broken. Um, God comes in the cool of the day, and what mm. do we read that humans do? They go hiding, yep. hiding from God. Yeah, The relationship between humans and God is broken. Hey. Um, 
then the the horizontal relationship, in other words, between each other is broken. Uh, we read here a little bit further on, chapter 3 of Genesis, Genesis chapter 3, verse 12, the man said, the woman you put me, that you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Blaming. Exactly right. And that's a broken relationship. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm. And, and here we, I must just, just throw this in a little bit, Nick. I, I remember speaking on this a number of years ago and, and what I wanted to say was, and, and, I was, I'd just been speaking about this very verse here and I said, you know, and here, here ended, what I meant to say was here ended the first, um, um, happy marriage. Um, but, but what I meant to say was here ended the first perfect marriage. Right. <laughs> uh, not to suggest that there can't be, ha- there aren't any other happy, happy yeah. marriages. Even in this sinful nature That's we right. live in. Yes. Yeah. You're right. But, but the point is he, here ended the, the very first perfect relationship. Yeah. So the relationship be- between humans and the vertical one, we, we find a, uh, it's disrupted, it's broken. Then uh, one human to another is broken. But n- notice, let, let me carry on, Nick. And he's really getting to our point uh, question for today. Uh, how, how did a perfect creation go ugly? Notice this, Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. To the woman, God says, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Um, come down a bit, verse 17. Then God speaks to Adam, the man, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree, be which I commanded you, you must not eat it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, mm. you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. You will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to, until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. So we find um, pain, suffering, uh, uh, coming in as, as consequences. And it continued. The next chapter... Genesis chapter 4, after this very sad event here in this garden, and we should say after this, um, interestingly enough, we we read the account of where God uh, provides skins, animal skins. Yes. Which means you cannot take a a skin from an animal unless you kill it. That's right. So there's death. Yes. There's death. Another consequence. It also gives us an insight into the only way to really deal with the the, the human brokenness, the, the human problem of sin. And uh, and after that, God, uh, uh, Adam and Eve are driven out of the Garden of Eden. They're driven out of this perfect place. And then in the chapter four, as I was getting at Genesis chapter four, Nick, um, Adam and Eve have children: mm. Cain, firstborn son, then later another son, Abel. And we read here how the two of them, Cain and Abel, Abel kept flocks, Cain worked the soil. And they brought an offering to the Lord, um, and uh, the Lord looked on favor with Abel's offering, but not on Cain's. And so Cain becomes angry, and then we read this here, that they're out in the field. Verse 8, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out into the field. While they're in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Mm. Now we find the first murder is taking place. And we only need to go on, skip another chapter or so, um, as time as as the situation develops, and, and I'm skipping on a little bit, moment, but just just picking up one more verse here, Genesis chapter six, and we come to the time of Noah, Genesis chapter six and verse five. These sad words. It says there, the Lord saw how great 
the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Yes, yes. Do you see what's happened? At such a downward spiral. The consequences of sin, of the fall, of of humans, the first humans, choosing to not obey and follow God and uh, instead to listen to what the serpent was saying, misrepresenting what God was like, they disobeyed and, and immediately there are consequences amongst themselves, with God, and then we have pain, suffering, we have death, we have murder, we have violence, we have wickedness. And the perfect creation then uh, got a bit uh, ugly. Very ugly. Very ugly. Joseph, um, time is running out um, very fast uh, today, but just uh, before we are um, uh, going to conclude and maybe have a prayer mm. today, because I believe there will be many people suffering and uh, being uh, discouraged or disappointed by certain things going on in life just because of this condition of sin. Yeah. And uh, we may like them to know that uh, we can turn to God. Yeah. We can fix uh, this problem while allowing God to take care of our lives. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'd I like to again give you this offer to everyone who's listening now um, around Australia. I've got a beautiful DVD, Cosmic Conflict, um, The Origin of Evil. And this is free to you if you send us an SMS to 04 Joseph, mm. can you in just a few words conclude and then uh, pray for us? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Nick. And so uh, what we've seen today, Nick, is as we've, as we've, as we've looked at this uh, very important question about how can we have a loving God and how can we have pain? How did perfect creation get so ugly? Well, God created a perfect world and he gave humans freedom of choice. He didn't have to give us this power of choice. But God is love, and true love cannot be forced. God, in the beginning, created humans with the ability to have the freedom of choice. But freedom comes at a risk, and by their free, free choice, our first humans, Adam and Eve, decided to believe the devil's lies about God. And that choice changed humanity and our world and led to the consequences of pain, suffering and death. So really, Nick, what it comes down to is God is love. He created humans with a freedom of choice. And love, for love to be love, it, 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 it must grant you the right to say yes and the right to say no. Yeah. And there in Eden, there in the beginning, humans decided that they would say no to God. And as a result, came suffering, sickness, death, and all the pain and evil that we have. But God, because he's love, didn't abandon humans. He's provided a way of salvation. And that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And we're going to look at that in the coming programs this coming week. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you. Uh, that you're a God who is love and that you've given us the freedom of choice. You took that, you, you gave that to us and, and, and it was a risk. And as humans, unfortunately, we abused that risk and decided to, 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 
to, to believe the devil's lies about you, and it's gotten us into this mess. But we thank you that you are not chosen to just abandon us in this mess. You actually came down to this mess in the in, the, in yourself. You became a human. You lived and died amongst us so that uh, we could get out of this mess again. Oh, we praise you for that. Please bless each person listening today, and may we continue to listen and learn uh, more about you is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Time is up. Thank you for listening to Big Q&A on Drive Time. This is Nick Rita and our co-host uh, Joseph Maticic. And uh, very good to have you with us today. Please join us uh, next time when uh, we are going to look at Does Satan Really Exist? May God richly bless you. I'm leaving you with this song, Creation. himself in light as with a garment He spreads out the heavens and walks on the wings of the wind He sends forth the springs from the valleys They flow between mountains The birds of the air dwell by the waters Lifting their voices in song Singing glory 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 to the Lamb All praises and It's setting He looks at the earth And it trembles He touches the mountains And they smoke I will sing to the Lord All my life I will sing praises to my God